Sheila Zielinski Show, the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show. Wow, this is timely. At the time of recording, the Barbie movie has just come out. I have not seen it. How timely for me to be releasing this show. One month ago, I did a show with this incredible guest, and it just so happens I was editing it, and I looked, and there was a ad that came up. The Barbie movie was released at the time of this intro. So, folks, this is so timely. My guest was able to connect the dots. She's been a good friend of the program for many years. She hails out of Colorado. It is Carolyn Minkowski, and boy, oh boy, what she is going to lay out, Barbie, men and women, you need to both be listening to this. You're going to be jaw dropped. And I thought, boy, oh boy, how timely indeed. We've only been inundated for, well, how many years would you guess, folks? You'll be, you'll be surprised. How many years have women been inundated with unrealistic expectations? Well, I mean, Ken is an unreal expectation in a world of you know genderism gone mad and just the tone and the climate that we're living in right now it is incredible and folks you're going to really want to stay tuned to this show and of course i'm going to play a clip at the end from the it's a trailer from the barbie movie and i'm telling you what a world of well in the Kartrashians, you know, I did a show on that called the I Really Truly Believe They're High Level Witches. I'll link that below. I've talked about Marine Kingdom, the Marine Spirits. I did a show on Starbucks. I, I'll link all of that in the description below. I have talked about Marilyn Monroe and Bridget Bardot and how Satanism and Hollywood and friends with Anton LaVey, the founder of the Church of Satan, all these things tie together. Folks, this goes so deep. You know, our young girls, girls getting surgeries, boys getting their parts off. I mean, folks, we're living in a world gone mad. And I really believe the prayer and spiritual warfare and deliverance aspect that's going to be involved is important. The Miss Universe 2023 crowns a trans model as Miss Netherlands. You notice that's all we hear about in the headlines is this topic on transgenderism. And hey, what's going on at the Kartrashians? Everyone wants to know. What are they in the 20th season? Well, I'm proud to say that I have never watched one full episode. I watched about 15 minutes of one just to see years ago. It was mostly to research how mindless it was. And I can never unsee or unlearn that, I'll tell you. The debauchery, the iniquity, I just, yeah, it is absolutely stunning what's going on. But without further ado, I want to jump into the program. It is the one, the only Carolyn Minkowski is back on the program. Carolyn, I'm just going to hand you the mic. Thanks for coming on. Get into this incredible presentation, my friend. Take it away. Thank you, Sheila, for having me back. It's a privilege. I am going to be bringing the topic of Barbie today because we all have been put under a spell and we all have been hypnotized. And like Sheila said, the Marine Kingdom is a part of this and it goes by us unaware. Ungodly men and women came in unaware, and they brought ungodly things to change us, to change the way we think and to change our culture and godly beliefs. So, you know, we have been taught to worship gods, and we didn't even know that they were gods. And so I'm going to be talking 
talking about Barbie, as Sheila said, and doing a deep dive because most people think, oh, it's so cute. You know, it's no big deal. Barbie, you know, I played with Barbie. My kids played with Barbie grandparents today because Barbie's been around for 60 years. So I want to hone in on this and talk about this. And you're going to be surprised about the origins of this doll and what it's really about. So first, let me ask you a question out there. How many people that are listening today or listening when you hear this broadcast have ever played with a Barbie doll when you were young? And maybe you didn't have Barbie doll, but your friends had a Barbie doll or your sister had a Barbie doll or you went once to a party and there was a Barbie doll, okay? So any kind of exposure to Barbie. They made a lot of animated Barbie movies, you know, different advertisements for Barbie. So it's pretty hard to grow up and not have any kind of exposure. But just think about that. And I asked that question in my church when I gave this message, and just about everybody raised their hand. So it shows how Barbie has infiltrated our society, youth, children, young minds, And so we're going to talk about kind of how Barbie came to be. We're going to talk about uh, the spirits that are in this doll, personalities, even celebrities that came into us with this kind of play. And the kingdom that took you under that brought you to fantasy land. They took you far from God's kingdom to another kingdom. And you know what? At the end, we can also do some deliverance on all of it. So let's start with the history of the Barbie doll. The founder was Ruth Handler, all right, and Mattel was the corporation that produced the doll. Ruth Handler was the woman who created Barbie in 1959. She was the daughter of Russian Jewish immigrants. She saw her daughter playing with paper cutout dolls that were adult, and she noticed that her daughter and her friends were more interested in reenacting the social scenes of teens and adults. This is the story, you know, they were playing with their cutout dolls, and yes, studies have confirmed that children use dolls to role play, and they do it for social interaction, and they develop empathy and social skills from doing But you can see how Satan can twist things. While that might be true, there's a very important question we need to ask. Is it okay for little girls to play with adult dolls? Let that sink in and think about it. Now, I want to tell you about the precursor to the Barbie doll. How did it come to be? Well, it came to be as Ruth went on vacation. She found out about the Lily doll. Okay, The Lily doll is a precursor to the Barbie doll, and it was not meant for children. Born in Germany in 1952, the inspiration for America's most famous doll was a saucy high-end call girl named Lily. Okay, you might be able to connect that with Lilith, who is a demonic figure, okay, of Jewish folklore, um, supposedly Adam's first wife or spirit spouse. Now, if you've heard Sharon Mulkey teach on the Marine Kingdom, you know what a spirit spouse is. But a spirit spouse is, you know, a fantasy spouse through dolls or through dreams, through fantasy that comes into your life. And you think you're just, you know, fantasizing about something and it becomes literally a spirit spouse. And so that's what Lilith 
captured or, or was she was about. But Lily was created as a comic strip character in a Hamburg newspaper called Bild Zeitung. The Bild Lily doll became so popular that she was immortalized in plastic and sold as an adult novelty. Lily dolls could be bought in tobacco shops, bars, adult-themed toy stores. Men got Lily dolls as gag gifts at bachelor parties. They put them on their car dashboard, and they dangled them from the rearview mirror. Or they gave them to girlfriends as a suggestive keepsake. The proto-Barbie was just shy of a foot tall, she was buxom. She was platinum blonde with a ponytail. They made comics about Lily. She was witty. She was irreverent. And she was sexually uninhibited. Okay? And this is really important when you talk about being inducted into or initiated into hypnosis. Okay? Because this is what, you know, this was in 1959, and then what came after that? Well, the 1960s, when people became sexually uninhibited. Research this and read some of the comics. I'm not going to go into it, but all we need to do is, is read that, and you can see what Lily was about. They were soon coveted by children as well as adults. See, novelty is the devil's hook. You know, something new comes out, and it's a doll. Kids like dolls. They don't understand the adult themes. They just see a doll. But spirits are in dolls, charms, incantation, magic spells can be in dolls. And so Ruth Handler bought, you know, some of those dolls home with her to California. And three years later, on that day, March 9th in 1959, she introduced her own adaptation at the American International Toy Fair in New York. The new doll was named Barbie after Handler's daughter. By the time Barbie turned 50 in 2009, Mattel had sold more than 1 billion copies of the doll. And you know how they did it? They did it by cultivating its wholesome image. You know, she was a prostitute, the Lily doll, but they cultivated it and made a wholesome image out of it by putting Barbie's hair up in a ponytail and trying to advertise this. See, it's all in the advertising how they do it. But Handler acknowledged that Barbie was undeniably sexier than most American dolls of her day. And she didn't see anything wrong with that. Barbie also became an overnight success. Okay, she was an overnight sensation. You have to realize that if something is fast and it shoots to the top, it's usually witchcraft behind it. Handler's husband, Elliot Handler, had coincidentally started a toy company known as Mattel in the mid-1940s. Mattel was formed Matt, a business partner, and the E.L. and Elliot. So his friend or business partner, Matt, and then L. Mattel. He was in the field of plastics, and they created the first PVC doll. In 1955, Mattel had won the Mickey Mouse Club contract. Okay, this is this was a major entry into the world of popular toys, if you got the Mickey Mouse Club contract. And Ruth Handler did something that was very, very smart. She changed the field of marketing for all time, and her strategy was to sell to the kids, not the parents. Okay, this was the first time this advertising ploy was done. Before that, it was always, you know, marketed to the adults because people had strong beliefs that they should parent their children and that they should, you know, decide what their children will do, you know, will play with and will look at. But 
Ruth Handler really changed that. She marketed to the kids because of television. You know, children could watch on TV cartoons or, and kid programs, and then they could see the advertisement for Barbie. So this should tell you that, you know, they're about to unfold something on the world. Barbie was global before global was in. This was back in the 1950s and 60s, and Barbie went global. They say three Barbies are sold every second. The only place they weren't sold was Saudi Arabia. Okay, they barred them there. And that was a good thing. They were smart. But the enormity of the success and the quickness of it, ironically, Ruth Handler was diagnosed with breast cancer Okay, later on in her life. And she had a radical mastectomy. She developed a new business with prosthetic breasts. Sort of ironic, would you say? And maybe God's judgment. The handler's son was named Ken, so they both had a doll named after them. Okay, Ken and Barbie. Now, let's get back to the question. Are little girls and boys, boys played with Barbies as well. There was a Ken doll, and boys have sisters, and their sisters are playing with dolls, and sometimes little brothers engage with them. So, so are they supposed to play with adult dolls? No, they play with baby dolls or young dolls their age. This was always the practice. Why? Because little girls play with dolls to role play having their own child someday and being a parent. They dress it, they feed it, they burp it. And when kids play with dolls, they usually role play. And you know what? That's healthy, like we said, right? So what did Ruth and the Marine Kingdom really want to introduce? This was a child grooming program, okay? They wanted to cut attachments between, you know, children and this role of mothering. Now, if you're not sure what that means, well, let's go 14 years ahead to 1973. What happened in 1973? Well, they legalized abortion. A lot of people can't figure out, well, how did we get to that? You know, how did we get to that? Well, Barbie was one way. But the whole thing here was to introduce children to adult dolls. What happens when little girls play with an adult doll like Barbie? A lot. They no longer play the role of mommy, but of the older woman. And you have to realize that Barbie came from the Lily doll. She doesn't have the figure of a mother, does she? No. She has she has the figure of fully formed figure, the prostitute, adult themes, the spirit of Lilith. Um, is also the spirit of Ishtar. And so we're talking a, a lot about some spirits that, that came in here with Barbie. They no longer play the role of mommy, but of the older woman. They don't even understand, really, what they're doing. I remember playing with Barbie, going to my friend's house around the corner, and we would role play. And the mother of my friend looked at me kind of strange because of some things that I said, and I didn't even know at the time, you know, what I was saying. But you see spirits come into the children and all, all of a sudden they are role playing these adult themes. And I don't think sometimes they do hear things in their own household and they can repeat it. But I think there was really a spirit that came in to introduce them to to many of these themes. So along with TV and media, you know, they got this done. And Barbie was modeled, you know, after a sexy novelty gift, for not for children. Okay, now do you think that Ruth Handler knew that? Something happened here by design. She wanted to show girls they could be anything they wanted to be. And this is the slogan. And you'll see this on Barbie doll products today. If you go and look at the cases that Barbies are in, you will see this slogan, you can be anything you want to be. In fact, it's even more pronounced today than it was back, you know, in that time. 
we say, well, that's just semantics. You know, that's helping the girls because the women of that time were repressed and suppressed. And, you know, they were homemakers and they didn't think they could really have a career or achieve what men had achieved. Okay, right? And that was the whole feminist movement that came in. So she wanted to show girls that. This was her plan. This was, I believe, a bigger plan that even was behind her. She thought that Barbie doll could fulfill the needs of her children to project their fantasies of adult life into play. You know, that sounds so nice and caring, doesn't it? But let's look at that. Dolls for children aren't necessarily bad. You know, what we're looking at particularly is the Barbie doll, where it came from. But children project themselves with their imagination into a toy. They give it life, character, abilities, talents. And this is how they learn. And it's not a bad thing. One of the things that the handlers did was to connect the doll with advertisements, animation, and now movies. So if a child watches a cartoon and then they play with a toy that's connected to that cartoon, they're no longer projecting themselves into that toy. They become what they tell him to be, what the character is. You see, it's very subtle, but if you see something, a cartoon, you learn about that character and then you project that character, okay, instead of making up another character. Barbie doll movies apparently showed that Barbie broke up with Ken, and then years later they got back together. And so there's a lot of teaching on um, cohabitation, marriage with divorce, instead of monogamy, and a healthy, lifelong, one-person marriage. And we wonder where kids learn this and why in our society people don't get married anymore, okay? Children learned divorce through Barbie. And there are other places as well in our culture. But the whole teaching of you can be anything you want to be. You can be independent. You don't have to get tied down to one guy. You don't have to get married. You can have a career, be single, and have boyfriends. It's all subtle, but, you know, it sounds like, well, wait, women can be a pilot or a doctor or an astronaut. Sure, why not? But it's what you don't hear behind that. We don't want you to be a mother anymore. So become a career woman or become someone who has different boyfriends, who never gets married, who has sex before marriage. You see, they introduced confusion into little girls' minds. They wanted to confuse people, keep them searching for something that chases after happiness but is elusive. So happiness means I should try to become a career woman, you see, instead of keeping family values, focusing on happiness is within the family. Barbie dolls, I think, really split apart the family with the focus on me. So are you beginning to see the spiritual, emotional effects of Barbie on our culture? Here's a statistic. The average young girl in the U.S. owns 10 Barbie dolls by her 11th birthday. So let's talk about the sensual spirits that come in with Barbie. Why do we give our children adult figures with body parts that are grown and let them touch them, dress them, and role model with them? Are we teaching our children things, say, too early, giving them a sex education before they should have it? And what about perversion and inappropriate touching? Now, I am being very serious. What effects does it have on children? Are we sexualizing them at an early age? Are we teaching them to want a boyfriend and do adult things with them? You know, after I had given this message at my church, there was a testimony of a mother 
who had played with Barbies, and she said that whenever she played with Barbie and Ken, they were always kissing each other with her friends, and they were always having sex. That's what she was doing with Barbie dolls with her friends. It does cause children to learn adult themes way too early. Instead of teaching children, well, how to be a mother, how to take care of a little baby, how to be a big sister. Okay, those were the things they were doing with the baby dolls. Remember that. So is this what Ruth Handler and Mattel had in mind all along? To plant in the minds of children things they shouldn't be fantasizing about or play acting? And what spirits come in from this and what fantasies come in? Children used to play with baby dolls, all right? And that brought in a lot of natural nurturing, you know, that is a part of every woman. And so to stop that or to end that, this was really to cut off the attachment of women towards their children or to want to have children. Or also, if you're going to go to work or college or be a career woman, you're going to have to not really feel that pull or tug, right, to nurture. And, I mean, this is what they did. They began to separate and detach women from that nurturing role. Women began to want careers instead of wanting to raise children. And I believe Barbie really promoted this. Ruth Handler wanted girls to know they could become anything they wanted to. Doctors, pilots, business professionals. But what about being a mother? I I don't remember that kind of a Barbie doll. Caring and nurturing her own children. And this was all by design to break up the family unit. And there were other pressures put upon us by the Illuminati to change our culture and destroy the family. Can you be anything you want to be? No. And that is a lie that we have established in deliverance. You can only be what God created you to be. You can't be anything given you a job, a purpose, a created design from the foundation of the world. And he wants you to be that. And so you see also how this really separated people from their relationship with God. Instead of finding out what is my purpose in life and asking God that, they said, well, you can be anything you want to be. All right, well, let's talk about eating disorders, anorexia and bulimia. Bulimia was was known as night eating and later binge eating, and it was first discovered in 1959, the same year Barbie came out, and it grew subsequently um, in the 70s and 80s. Why wouldn't it? Because it's not just the doll, but the spirits that are loosed into these dolls. You don't know the spells and designs that were put on these dolls, but we know where this came from, and we know by their marketing and advertising, we can deduce this, all right? So in 1963, with the introduction of Barbie babysits, Barbie babysits came with a number of accessories, including a baby in a crib, a telephone, a few bottles of soda, and a book. Unfortunately, the book was called How to Lose Weight and had only one page of advice. Don't eat, okay? Don't eat. The backlash from this bizarre nod to extreme dieting wasn't enough to deter Mattel from including the book in the accessories pack of another Barbie doll in 1965. The slumber party Barbie wore pink silk pajamas and a matching robe, and she came prepared for her sleepover with toiletries, a mirror, and guess what? Yep, the same diet book, plus a set of scales permanently set at 110 pounds, okay? Now, I didn't have that Barbie, but it was a popular Barbie. And funny that diets 
you know, began to become popular at this time. Weight Watchers was started in 1963. Do you see that they can do witchcraft and they can pray for this advertisement and messaging on a little book and scales to go far and wide and have great devastation on women and on our culture? How could people know this was really planned? How could people know this would have such a huge effect on girls, teens, and women? The female... BED or bed or binge eating disorder sufferer probably saw Barbie commercials and toy advertisements depicting Barbie leading a pretend life where she's adored, important, treated like a princess. She has everything. She has her dream house, her Corvette. It's not hard to imagine. Oh, and she also has her boyfriend, Ken, right? It's not hard to imagine how she might have concluded that her ticket in life is be beautiful and thin. How then does this girl or woman with a different body type than Barbie accept and love herself? Can we assume that most females have such strong and resilient self-esteem that this does not impact their self-image? Doubtful, okay? Because we know that demons come in, too. And this is how they come in, to bring self-doubt, to bring comparison spirits. So they can say, you know, I don't look like this. And approximately 50% of girls between the age of 6 and 12 are worried about their weight and becoming fat. And that's really sad, isn't it? Sadly, this fear stays with them for life unless they go to a deliverance church. You know, you can get deliverance on it and you don't have to have these demons for the rest of your life. Now, there was a study done that anorexia nervosa was the single deadliest mental health condition and 5 to 20% of people diagnosed with anorexia will ultimately die from its ravaging effects on the body and mind. They have cardiac complications, organ failure, and even suicide. And this study is a disturbing reminder of how pop culture, toys, and everyday exposure to sitcoms play a huge role in influencing women. Additionally, it's never bad to be reminded just how unrealistic the bodies of the dolls you grew up playing with are. And I I don't think I have that, but I believe that the the stats on Barbie is something like 38, 19, 38, where her waist is 19 inches as an adult. Where did the Dolly Parton figure come from? All right, a new study in 2016 showed that Barbie, the blonde-haired plastic fashion doll, can leave girls feeling inadequate about their own bodies at a vulnerable age. Researchers warned playing with stick-thin dolls could increase the risk of girls developing eating disorders later in life. They found that girls aged between 6 to 8 years old who played with Barbie dolls for as little as 3 minutes became less satisfied with their own body size afterwards than those who had more full-figured dolls. Okay, so this whole idea of having dolls that are, you know, thin and that their size is really disproportionate and to try to make them feel inadequate and and to compare themselves. In 2020, at Cardiff University, a neuroscientist released a study. They interviewed kids. They had to play with Barbie and they had them play with another realistic doll called Lottie. And they had to change a picture of a girl to what they thought they looked like what they would like to look like, and what they thought a beautiful woman looks like. And, of course, they chose Barbie. Do you see how we were trained about what is beautiful? It's really perverse. Satan hates women. And you know what? The goddess Ishtar, which we're going to talk about, also hates women and wants women to portray the image that 
Ishtar is. And so we will look at that. Now, they see this image in their mind. And because in real life, nobody has this image, nobody has these kind of proportions. So what do you do? Well, you have to have plastic surgery. How do you get this uh, look? Uh, Either you're a model or you have plastic surgery. It's unattainable. And it also teaches girls that they're not enough, that they're not good enough. They're not pretty enough. So now we have image problems, dimensions, side glancing eyes, high heels. I remember as a child how people started talking about dieting. And and then as a teen, it was very common. And all of a sudden, it was just a really popular thing. It seemed like everybody as a teenager was going on a diet. But before this time, people didn't really talk about it. And now our culture began this this change, this image change. And yes, the food, the wheat, the processed food began, which changed our bodies from slim to fat. But the image that Barbie taught us was that you have to get back to thin. You have to be symmetrical. And you can't eat if you want to do it. So stop eating. Models became anorexic. And this was the new look. Remember Twiggy? Tween and Teen body image issues are ranked amongst the top three concerns of girls aged 9 to 12 years. In a recent interview, a 10-year-old girl thoughtfully expressed that not being thin enough or attractive enough to boys was one of the biggest concerns for her peer group. As eating disorders and body image concerns are diagnosed in increasingly younger children, I mean, it's ridiculous, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Um, so your kids play with Barbie, and now they don't feel thin enough to attract a boy. And the boy wants a thin and perfect girlfriend because he played with Barbies or he saw the Barbie doll his sister was playing with in other media and video games. Fantasy spirits come into him, and now do you understand why people become independent, unmarried, pining away? They can't get married because this has all been instilled at a young age to be independent, to not get married. And then what do people do? Well, they fantasize. Okay, we talked about fantasy spirits. And the spirit spouses come in because of the fantasy that Barbie promotes. They put a spell on kids for fantasy, and it's not good. Again, the spirit spouses, you know, you fantasize about boys when you're a girl or as a teenager and as a young woman, and it just keeps going on. And just in doing that, in fantasizing, that picture or that person that you conjured up in your mind, um, because, you know, this is all spiritual, and then the spirit comes in and it marries you. All right. And we have seen this on the deliverance floor. We have seen people see their spirit spouses, call them out and get deliverance. Now, Barbie focuses on materials, clothes, hair, shoes, accessories, houses, cars. And you talk about a focus on consumerism. All right. Where did that come from? Well, they can learn it. They learned it from Barbie. Hollywood at a very young age, school going girls want to be like a Barbie doll because Dolls like Barbie, because of their iconic status, are likely to act as role models. They want to personify the looks and charm of a Barbie doll. They want to dress up like Barbie dolls. Barbie dolls wear short and skimpy clothes, okay? Remember, 
modeling of a prostitute. Okay, this is where Barbie came from. They want to paint their nails just as Barbie dolls do, and they want to look hot and sexy. Okay, that's a spirit to call out. Most women were not perfectly formed, and it leads young boys to expect that their girlfriends should look like this. And see, and now you have unreal expectations on both sides. And this is this whole part of people not being satisfied or looking for things that they shouldn't be looking at. And we're taught as Christians in the Bible, what are we looking at? Well, we're not looking at beauty or charm. Um, Proverbs tells us those things are vain. You know, we're looking for some other things, which we'll go into some scriptures a little bit later. But this is what the young people are learning. So, yeah, God teaches a quiet and a meek spirit. Someone who dresses moderately and not flashy. But, oh, the models don't dress that way. And so we begin to buy this. You know, what about pornography? That That's all about a look. It's not about a relationship, is it? It's about a look. But even more archingly important is what is important in a relationship? To prepare our children to have families. To sustain the concept of God's creation of a family. Because the picture of marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. Now, I've heard older guys talk this way. You know, many times you hear men say, she has the look I want. And young boys learn that. And Barbie is a part of it. Hollywood is a part of it. A look is not what God teaches, but a meek and a a quiet spirit. So Christians can't do things the way the world does, but they played with Barbie dolls too. And these spirits come in and pretty soon the church looks just like the world. The problem with Barbie dolls is they promote this perfect look that quite honestly, when I was a child, I really wasn't aware of it. I didn't think about that. I was just playing with the doll. And that's the subtle witchcraft that happens. And they will get a guy, they will get the Corvette, the big house and the stuff if they can have the look. If a parent puts too much emphasis on a girl's beauty, it will warp the child. And we've also heard about this in testimonies as well. People that, you know, their parents pressured them to be in a beauty pageant and to put a lot of emphasis on on the look. My first Barbie, okay, that's the name of a Barbie, was to train little girls four years old and up, to get them ready. Okay, remember we talked about the grooming that goes on that was designed by Mattel because they want to get them ready for the image training and the culture to grow them up fast. So let's start them out on this My First Barbie. All right. So instead of training young girls and boys to love each other based on virtues in the Bible and become parents one day, they learn instead to focus on self, to strive to meet an ideal perfection that Barbie sets forth. The perfect hair, the perfect makeup, the perfect clothes, the boyfriend, the car, the house. It's all about me, what I want, what I feel, what I think. Where did the me generation come from? And all of the demons that go with this, the greed, the lust, the envy, jealousy, the pride of life, idolatry, and concupiscence. Now let's also talk about the spirit of glamour. The only reason I thought about this was because this whole generation where, you know, you didn't really see glamour until Hollywood came to be. Nobody had an idea about this, and I believe they really projected this. Glamorous means full of glamour and excitingly attractive. And this is basically to attract lust. Our world is confused and women have thought that this is a natural desire. Everybody wants a little glam in their life. That was also something I thought about when I was a teenager as well and a young woman. To be glamorous like Hollywood. It was modeled to us, if not from your mom, then from the movies, the media. And I'm not talking about looking your best. Glamour is different. You know the saying, all dolled up. Well, where'd that come from? So why should we be excitingly 
attractive. Is that really a biblical theme? Well, with Samson and Delilah, it was, wasn't it? And we know that Delilah was from the marine kingdom. Okay, the Philistines lived on the coast and they worshipped Dagon. That's all you have to study that encourage you to get the message that Sharon Mulkey did on the Marine Kingdom. Okay, so you can really understand it. She also did a message on Ishtar as well. And so these messages all go together and they give you a much fuller picture of the Marine Kingdom. So lust is essential desire for a woman or man. Do spirits of lust get transferred from Barbie dolls? You bet they do. Barbie exudes this idea of glamour and introduces little girls at an early age and little boys too. I also wouldn't be surprised if incest is part of the spiritual transfer of Barbie and Ken since they were brother and sister. Barbie's creator Ruth Handler wrote that at first she fretted that little girls would be intimidated by too much beauty. But the designers made the doll prettier and prettier as the years went by. When a wife feels like a prostitute, that's something to question. Is this a spirit of lust in her or her husband? Has she played with Barbie dolls? Has she inherited the spirit of the prostitute? What's going on? It might be something else too, but anyway, back to glamour. Another definition of glamour, because we sort of looked at glamorous, but another a definition of glamour is the association of book knowledge with occult practices. We are pairing glamour with witchcraft. Is getting all dolled up, is that really glamour? Or is there some practice of luring with that? Okay, think about that. Now, they also say that Glamour is a magic spell, if you look that up in the dictionary. And a magic spell, um, astrology, that's another synonym. Your romantic season in astrology, right? It's your season to have romance. So this this is all associated with glamour. If you played with Barbie dolls, you were playing with witchcraft. You were put under a spell. And these are things you have to break off yourself now. You have to break these spells off. Abracadabra, bewitchment, charm, conjuration enchantment, hex, incantation, invocation, spells, whammy. And we we get introduced to fantasy and magic thinking um, about love, about romance. Another definition of glamour is an exciting and often illusory and romantic attractiveness of Hollywood. Okay, now think about that. We have the word exciting again. You know, you have to be exciting. When you look at all the celebrities, I mean, it just gets ridiculous every year. The outlandish costumes, the makeup, they keep going with this because they're trying to get some excitement out of it. You know, the scene from the movie where Barbie is dressed perfectly in perfect body and makeup and the light is shining because, you know, they can create glamour and it's the perfect script and moment. It's so romantic. Fantasy. Fantasy. Another definition of glamour is alluring or fascinating attraction because there is a spirit of allurement um, and fascinate. There's an alluring fascination. That is a demon and you need to break that off your child because otherwise they won't want to throw their Barbie dolls away. So alluring or fascinating attraction. You know, it's interesting because women in our church who brought their kids to hear this message, they didn't have to go home and destroy their children's Barbie dolls. The children went straight to their rooms, took their Barbie dolls, and threw them in the trash. Don't worry, if you if your child is listening to this or you tell your child or, and give them this information, they will probably want to do it themselves, and you won't have to do it. Glam, glitter, you're a rock star. 
you're a goddess. These are all things that we say in our culture. And these are all things that we get from Hollywood, that we get from the spirit of glamour. It's a magic spell. And it's also idolatry. And I hate it. I don't want to be a rock star or a goddess. But this is a real um, catch-all phrase that you hear a lot in our culture today. So let's talk about goddesses. Let's talk about Babylonian goddesses. You know, if you look at some of these goddesses, Barbie looks a lot like the images. She looks like the image of the snake goddess in the Greek culture, the Minoan goddess. They even made the slanted eyes. Okay, and this is Japanese Shintoism. The slanted eyes, in, when Barbie first came out in 1959, she had slanted eyes. And then they changed it up. And But, you know, they believe in Japanese Shintoism. So let's look at the definition of glamour. Glamour is the popular association of erudition, which means just means book knowledge, with occult practices. So here we go. Glamour is associated with witchcraft. How many people knew that or thought that? You know, I'm just getting, I'm just having a little glam. You know, I just want a little glam in my, um, in my look. You know, and really just getting all dolled up is that, isn't that witchcraft? And, you know, it depends someone who knows a lot and does, and does witchcraft, but a magic spell and astrology are some synonyms. Your romantic season, the stars, you know, it's your, it's your season, um, astrologically for romance. All right. So this is all plays into this. If you played with Barbie dolls, you were playing with witchcraft and you were put under a spell of glamour. And these are things to break off yourselves, your kids. And some of the words that go with the magic spells are abracadabra, bewitchment, charm, conjuration, enchantment, hex, incantation, invocation, spells, whammy. Okay, these all, these are all things that came in. Another definition of glamour is an exciting and often illusory and romantic attractiveness of Hollywood. Now, just think about that for a minute. You know, the scene where Barbie is dressed perfectly in perfect body and makeup and the light is shining because, you know, they can create glamour. It's the perfect script and moment, isn't it? And it's so romantic. And that's why, you know, I say, well, not just Barbie, but even Hallmark movies, some of these romance movies where it's always about, you know, it's a glamorous moment. It's a romantic moment. And some of this is really witchcraft practices, and it brings in fantasy. Fantasy, okay, that's another definition of glamour, alluring or fascinating attraction. Why do kids, why did kids, and why do kids still like Barbie dolls? Because there's a spirit called alluring fascination. They become fascinated with it. They're lured in. Break that off your child so they can destroy these dolls. You know, you don't want to take your child's Barbie doll and and destroy it. You want them to want to do it. And if they're listening to this message, that's good. Because in our church, some of the single moms went home and their children heard the message. And the mothers didn't have to say anything to the children. They went straight to their bedroom. They got their Barbie dolls and they threw them in the trash. Okay, I'm not kidding. So children will don't want this. Okay, they will 
once you know we do the deliverance, it's broken off of them. And so it's so important to break off the magic spells with glamour and with you know the uh, the alluring fascination that comes in. Now, and you've heard of the saying, "You're a rock star." You know, you're a goddess. You know, where do these things come from, and who wants to be a rock star and a goddess? But this has all been built up. And, and it, part of it has to do with the Babylonian goddesses. All right. Now, Barbie looks a lot like the images of the snake goddess in Greek culture, the Minoan goddess. They even made slanted eyes. Okay. And, that, and the Minoan goddess has slanted eyes. Where did that come from? This was Japanese Shintoism. And, you know, they believe that dolls have a spirit. Barbie, in the early days, back in 1959, when they first produced the Barbie doll, she had slanted eyes. And there's, and she also looked to the side. There was an alluring fascination to that. She also looks like Aphrodite and Ashtaroth, too. They look glamorous. Other names are Ishtar. Okay, and if you study Ishtar, you'll see that she has many different names. They don't care if they put a new name, Barbie, on a doll. It's the spirit behind it. And Ishtar is definitely involved in this doll. Okay. Um, do you know where hedonism came from? It came from the goddess Hedon. Where did voluptuous come from? Voluptus, the goddess, the Roman goddess. So voluptuous means sensual pleasure and delight. And do you see how words have perverted women's figures? This is one example. They can, um, you know, they put the spirit on a person that has a full figure, and call you voluptuous. When this spirit is on you, you may not know it. You may be attracting men who are lured in. You know, lured is a fishing term, isn't it? You know, they're they're fishing for something. They You are luring them in. They see you. They think sensual pleasure or prostitute. And boy, this is really something that um, women grow up and teenagers, you know, begin to have this problem and it it's really um it's really not how god created us to be but this has been put on us by the culture and i believe really these spirits came in through the barbie doll as well now many of the goddesses are just isis or what is called the queen of heaven mary of the catholic church or mary of the sea which is the marine kingdom in the catholic church you have the woman as prude and whore Okay, Mary is the prude, immaculate conception. That is, Mary never sinned. She never had sex at all. You know, that's what they believe. And then there's the mother of all harlotry. She's a whore at the same time. And because in Revelations, it talks about uh, the mother of all har- harlotry. So you have this whore spirit and, and the prude spirit. And you see this hypocrisy in the Catholic Church with nuns and priests. All right. Because they, you know, if you look at the history of this, they weren't uh, celibate, okay? They Nuns and priests got together. They had children. There was a lot of abortion, and they found a lot of these babies hidden in tunnels under the monasteries. So that's just a little history there. You can research that. Now, how were the women in your family line portrayed? From one spectrum to the other? Prude or whore? You know, were you called one thing or the other? Well, they're both wrong. And we all have these Catholic spirits and we need deliverance on these images and idols from this connection. 
Barbie also created this image. Mattel tried to present Barbie as a wholesome image to the public, the prude. But she was and always be, will be the whore that seduces young children and warps the image of themselves through her body form. But, you know, we know there's much more to it than that as well. So it's not very nice, is it? Barbie isn't such a cute little doll to play with. So when the Marine Kingdom has taken your virtues, and literally this can happen with a Barbie doll. See, with the Marine Kingdom, you're always trading something. They're presenting you with something that you buy, and you get something from them that you didn't want. But, you know, they're not even hiding it now with the styling tattoo Barbie doll or the Black Canary Barbie doll. The Black Canary is a superhero vigilante who fights crime using martial arts and a sonic scream attack. She is the one of the greatest fighters in the DC universe and also has a strong tactical mind. Her costume is an attractive black outfit with fishnet stockings and blonde hair. She is usually seen riding her motorcycle. Okay, the screech owl is a picture of this in witchcraft. Well, she doesn't sound really like the marrying type, you think? So Barbie was all about breaking conventions, rebellion, taboos. And these are demons that you can break off as well. Um, if, you know, your children had these Barbie dolls or you had these Barbie dolls, the spirit of rebellion and the spirit of, see, this is all to prepare people for AI as well. You know, the sonic scream attack. It's not natural. It's supernatural. It is also a technology type of thing. And so Baal worship, which is all of the above, includes sacrifices to Moloch and worship of Astarte, the queen of heaven. Now, they had a pregnant teen Barbie because... With glamour comes fornication. And guess what comes from fornication? Well, pregnancy. And what began to happen, right, in the 1960s was people became pregnant a lot out of wedlock. And so that's why, you know, then they they choose to worship Molech and to legalize abortion. But what happens to women when they can be anything they want to be? They don't choose motherhood because they can't have a baby. It will interfere with that goal to become anything they want to be. What a lie. Can you see this picture? Are the puzzle pieces coming together for you? So in 1973, we legalized abortion. And all of a sudden, you have the same same theme over and over again with girls who got an abortion. Before, it wasn't acceptable because it was morally wrong. People understood the sin of fornication, sleeping with someone before marriage. Well, that's laughable today. And you can even um, ask or take a poll of Christians who don't believe there's anything wrong with that. So there was shame in pregnancy out of wedlock. Now, I don't say that to make anyone feel bad, but you really don't see that today. Um, In the 70s, a new thing was born. This baby will interfere with my plans. And I won't be able to finish school or college. And my whole life will be ruined. Well, I can't tell you how many times I heard that. I was a counselor for years for women who um, were pregnant out of um, out of uh, wedlock. And this is this is the the most um, th- this is the thing that you hear the most is I won't be able to be anything I want to be. And there's a brainwashing that happened to women. And Barbie helped to usher this in. See, fornication is okay. It's the 60s, and we can become sexually uninhibited. Barbie and sex, drugs, and rock and roll are here. They all contributed, not just one. So now, what are you supposed to do as this free woman? Use birth control? But, you know, sometimes it doesn't work. And this whole crazy lie got started. Instead of waiting until marriage 
and letting God be, be in on the family planning, Barbie pushed God out, destroyed faith and trust in God. You're an independent woman and that, and you don't need to have a man tell you what to do. You can do anything you want to. You don't need to have children. You can have an abortion. Barbie was single. She was independent. And you know what? Somehow she's always home alone, obeying no rules, having free range of everything, which isn't the ideal example for teens, is it? No parents, no rules. Did a spirit of rebellion come in? You bet it did. I believe that even if you never did glamour and you got married and you had kids, that Barbie could still separate you by creating no attachment or bonding with your children. So check that out in deliverance. No bonding, not feeling loved. Was it birth trauma or Barbie? No nurturing or mothering skills, postpartum depression. And so all of these things you have to look at um, as being as being having an effect from playing with Barbie. An independent spirit came in with Barbie. You know, Ken was just a plaything, right? He was the passive sidekick for Barbie because, well, how many clothes did Ken have? All I remember is a pair of shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. He was handsome. He looked good, but, you know, he wasn't the main um role in in the Barbie in the whole Barbie world. Barbie dressed up to attract any man she wanted with the skimpy arrested clothes, some of them quite girlish, and in came promiscuity and Barbie loves stuff. You know, how many clothes did Barbie need anyway? It's never enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough. Just one more outfit. You know, in nineteen ninety eight I went to Russia with a group of people and we visited a school and I remember the school teacher wearing the same nice, really nice outfit two days in a row. She had, it was a a knit, a very nice knit sort of dress and it probably cost a lot because like Europeans, they spent really, you know, a lot of money on well-made clothes and that was important to them. And but they, you know, didn't have a lot of money, so they would wear the same outfit two days in a row. And I remember thinking, wow, that I, you know, that was just a real different concept to me, because we just change our outfits all the time. I mean, some people change outfits in a day. Barbie, well, how many outfits did she have? Why were shopping malls created, you know? And how many clothes did you get at the shopping mall? Um, Barbie had the famous pink Corvette. Later, the Ferrari came in. And it's all about how I look and what I have. Barbie, like Ishtar, is the queen of heaven. She is the goddess known for loving than dumping men. All right. So do you have this spirit? And, you know, this is one of the things was Ishtar didn't like men. She, you know, she wanted to be independent of men. Did you know that they are making for the first time, they're making a movie of Barbie and they've always had movies, but they were animated. And remember what I said, if you have kids playing with a toy that is attached to a movie, that that's not good because now they're playing with a personality and with demons that have been characterized in the toy. Well, that's why they made the Barbie movies, to shape you and the child into the character in your imagination and play. In the Barbie trailer, they have little girls playing with baby dolls. They're nurturing them. They're learning. It's a peaceful scene outdoors in the wilderness and it's appropriate then all of a sudden you have the 2001 space odyssey music playing and barbie is larger than life she's tall all you see is her long legs uh, on the ground and the little girls look up and they're awed and they turn to their dolls they are awed remember alluring fascination that's what happened they turn to their dolls that they were so happy with 
until something told them it's not enough. And what do they do? They break the dolls they were nurturing. They throw them up in the air or they smash them against the rocks, breaking their heads. Okay, reminds me of a biblical line, dashing their little ones against the rocks. Because Barbie, the goddess, is here now. Of course, this is also biblically alike to Molech. Taking the baby, getting rid of it, because something better is here now. Well, this is 2023, and this movie is coming out. I believe it's going to be coming out shortly. I don't encourage anyone to see it, but I want you to know that that is the trailer. And its purpose, purpose of Barbie, I believe, was to get women disconnected from their children to practice abortion, which is all a part of Ishtar and Molech. You can be anything you want to be, Mattel tells us, except a mother. Because you know what? It's not glamorous. And we want your children to grow up fast. We want to groom them for child sex trafficking. So this is the foul indoctrination of Barbie. She's a sex icon or an idol. The lust for materialism, fashion, accessories, cars, houses, and stuff. Didn't that come in in the 1980s? She took away the sense of nurturing and preparation for women to become mothers and to build their house as a wise woman. Be a sex zombie instead. Have sex with many men and feel nothing. Have indiscriminate sex. Now you are ours. We have you, the water kingdom says. Was a doll created to be a goddess and emulate the idea of subtlety, of worship? Just like the Diana sculptures back in the book of Acts were created In Rome, during that time, everyone had one. Do you see how they can create goddess worship without you even knowing it? They put one in your home. Your children have at least one, I'm sure. Spirits that came in through Barbie were lust for beauty, sex, materialism, consumerism, vanity. The lust for beauty and the fornication that Barbie poured out on everyone that passed by. Proverbs 6.25 Lust not after her beauty in thine heart. Neither let her take thee with her eyelids. And finally, Psalm 90, verse 17. Let the beauty of the Lord be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands. Yea, establish the work of our hands. That really speaks to, you know, what we're doing, what God has called us to be, what he's created us to do. Let him establish it, and let the beauty of the Lord be upon us. That's the beauty that we are to walk in. It's unlike anything the world has ever seen. My hope is that grandmas will not give these dolls to their grandchildren and parents will stop giving them to their children and that you get deliverance on the spirits that came in with a Barbie doll. You don't let a doll teach your child who they are, but you teach them who they are and who made them. We have a faulty foundation because our parents may not have told us our true value. They didn't know theirs. But we can begin to lay down this idolatry of self, false beauty, self-centeredness, and teach our children and grandchildren t- true beauty. All right, so I'm going to take us into a time of deliverance now. And so, God, I just thank you for um, what you're doing, what your Holy Spirit is doing in each of the listeners today. And we ask that you would begin to deliver people from the spirits of Barbie, from the Marine Kingdom spirits that came in, from all of the spells that came in. We repent. We repent from going along with this. We repent from going to sleep. We were put to sleep, but we repent from the idolatry of worshiping Barbie and worshiping Ishtar, and worshiping the goddesses that were behind Barbie. Forgive us, Lord, for doing this, and forgive us if, you know, we gave these Barbie dolls to our children, to our grandchildren, unknowingly, but setting up idolatry for them, 
and setting up a lot of fornication, abortion, and so forth, Lord. Forgive us for that sin because we didn't know. God's people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So that ungodly men and women, when they come in, we be, we are aware of what they're doing. Forgive us, Lord, for not doing that. I pray that you would cleanse us from everything, Lord, every spirit that's involved with Barbie, the different spirits, the personalities, the celebrities. We call them out in Jesus' name. And if you have a particular celebrity Barbie doll, just call the soul of that celebrity out in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that angels would come now and help us in this deliverance to rout out all the demons. Everything that brought you into fantasy land, all fantasy spirits come out in Jesus' name. All spirits of Ruth Handler that came in come out of us in Jesus' name. All of the spirits of the prostitute that came in, the Lily doll, the spirit of Lilith, come out in Jesus' name. All the spirit of prostitution, sexually uninhibited, lust spirit, hypnosis that Cause us to go to sleep. That where they took our souls, our minds, and we became the image of the goddess. We became the Babylonian image of the Lilith spirit or the Ishtar spirit. Come out in Jesus' name now. We just call um, all of the, the roles that we played when we played with our Barbie dolls. All the fantasy spirits, all the spirit spouses that came in, come out now in Jesus' name. Everything that children projected into this fantasy play come out now in Jesus' name. All spirits of fornication, all spirits of abortion come out. Spirits of death, spirits of not knowing who we are, of becoming a different personality. Divorce spirits come out in Jesus' name. Being anything we want to be, that spirit, I call that out now, out of the people now in Jesus' name. Angels, mark these demons, put pressure on them, take away their fuel supply, and we lose weakness on them. I command the spirit of independence to come out. The independent spirit come out now of the people in Jesus' name. Everything that causes you not to want to love one person, and everything that came in to cause divorce, the neurolinguistic programming come out in Jesus' name. Confusion, cognitive dissonance, all the way out now in Jesus' name. Seeking beauty, seeking to be sensual, glamour, I want to be glamorous, come out now in Jesus' name. Come on, teaching our children to grow up too fast and sexualizing them all the way out. All the thing, all the spirits that came in of masturbation, of a fornication with Barbie and Ken, fantasizing spirits, move in Jesus' name. Everything that detached us from our mothering, from nurturing, if you're a woman, and everything that lured you as a man, all the lust spirits that came in, all pornography, come out now in Jesus' name, all the way out. Pornography spirits come out of the men and the women. Abortion spirits, spirits of death, becoming, um, you know, the doctor or the pilot or whoever it was that Barbie was and you became that and all the confusion that came in or that's what you grew up to become, but it wasn't really what you wanted to do. It was another you. It was put on you. Eating disorders come out. Anorexia, bulimia, night eating, binge eating come out now in Jesus' name. I stopped eating. I stopped eating when I had that Barbie doll called Barbie Babysits. Come out. All the demons, all the spells that were cast on women, that they had to be thinner and thinner. And the only way they could do it was to stop eating. And then the diets came and all of that. But they never lost the weight. Or they lost the weight and they gained it back. But their whole focus was on that and not on what God wanted them to do. We stopped um, taking responsibility for our life 
and for being a Christian and for following you. We followed Mattel. We followed Barbie. We followed the culture. All the way out now, in Jesus' name, we focused on how much we weighed. I break that witchcraft off the people now, in Jesus' name. I command their minds to wake up. I break the hypnosis off of you, that you have to be as thin as a stick figure, or you have to be as voluptuous, like the goddess Voluptua. Come off now, in Jesus' name. All the way out. All the addiction. All the way out. All the way out. Come on, my ticket in life is to be beautiful and thin. Move in Jesus' name. Everything that came in, all that self-hatred that came in through Barbie, you know, doubting yourself, lack of confidence, feeling afraid that you won't be accepted because you're not good enough. All comparison spirits. Come on, dissatisfaction, discontentment. All the way out now in Jesus' name. All perverse spirits that came in. Come on, I have to look like Dolly Parton? Move in Jesus' name. All the unrealistic expectations go now in Jesus' name. Unrealistic expectations. Unattainable expectations. I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. Image problems. I don't know who I am. I look in the mirror. Come on, all the demons that people see when they look in the mirror that aren't them, but they're telling them to look better. Wear heavier makeup. Put put on just a little bit more. Come on, all the way out. Move in Jesus' name. Everything in us, all the demons that are trying to lead you to have plastic surgery or to buy that sensual outfit, come out now in Jesus' name. Everything that wants you to lure men or wants you to be more fascinating or more exciting, come out. All those fantasy spirits, all the spirits of excitement, glamour, move in Jesus' name. Spirit spouses, keep coming out. In Jesus' name. Come on. Anything where you remember the dream or the fantasy of of the man that you wanted to marry and you had um, dreams about him, call that one out. Tell them to go. All spirit spouses, get out now in Jesus' name. We call their soul back from the spirit spouse. And we call the spirit spouse out of their soul, out of their body in Jesus Christ's name. Move. All the focus on materialism, on hair, shoes, accessories. Come on, addicted to it. Addicted to shopping. Addicted to looking like the model or watching what the next thing is that they do or what the celebrities are doing. Come on, all the way out. Wanting to dress up in short, skimpy clothes. Wanting to look like Barbie. There's a woman who decided she wanted to look like Barbie and she had plastic surgery and she changed everything about her body so she could look like Barbie. All of those spirits that transferred from the doll to you. And any moments where you believed that you could be like Barbie or you wanted to be like Barbie. Come on, all the way out now in Jesus' name. Move, move in Jesus' name. Come on, feeling like you're not good enough. You're not going to attract any men or you're not going to attract boys or boys don't like you. All the way out, all that lack of self-esteem, lack of confidence that came into children. Come on, all of a sudden, you know, I'm just not good enough. Move in Jesus' name all the way out. Come on. Striving to be perfect. Spirits of perfection. Spirits of lust, envy, jealousy, pride, idolatry, concupiscence. Come out now in Jesus' name. Spirits of glamour, of being dolled up. Come out in Jesus' name. Any other spirits from this doll that came in to um, bring a false attachment, go. And everything that detached you from the femininity, Every, if you're a woman, everything that detached you from femininity, from your nurturing side, everything that caused you to not want children and to to want to have abortion. We ask for forgiveness, too, if you have had an abortion. And, Father, we ask for forgiveness for that. And, Father, we ask for healing. We ask that you would heal them of their depression. Heal them of their disconnect from it, from the act of it. Just call out the spirits of Molech, 
and abortion spirits, death in their life, death in relationships, death in their finances, death in their career, in Jesus' name. Come out, spirits of lust, keep going. Spirits of glamour, astrology, magic spells. I break every magic spell that was put upon you from Barbie in the name of Jesus Christ. I break off all bewitchment, charm, conjuration, enchantments, hexes, incantations, invocations, spells, and whammy from the creators of Barbie, from Mattel, from Ruth Handler and her husband, and from anyone else who made these dolls. I break all of the witchcraft off in Jesus' name. All romanticism, all glamorous, all glitter, all goddess spirits, hedonistic spirits, spirit of hedon. Come out in Jesus' name. Spirit of Voluptua, come out in Jesus' name. All the way out. Come on. All rebellion that came in through Barbie. Come on. Spirits of rebellion. I'm not going to do it that way. I'm not going to follow the Bible. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to disassociate with it. I'm going to disconnect. I will detach from any feelings. Come on. All the detachment that comes with abortion. Come out now in Jesus' name. You can't feel you don't um, have, you can't feel your relationship with God or with others move in Jesus name now all destruction that came in with that all the destruction that came in with abortion come out in the independent spirit move in Jesus name all the goddess spirits all anything that came in over time of playing with Barbie just being overtaken by confusion all spiritual confusion move in Jesus name now come on, everything that separated your marriage or caused divorce move in Jesus name now False sense of beauty come out in Jesus' name. All snaring, snaring of men, witchcraft, luring spirits, the spirit of the strange woman that lured you in. Um, everything that's passed down through the generations, too, where maybe your children don't play with Barbies, but grandma had the spirits. I call all those spirits out that have come down through the generational lines. Move in Jesus' name. Come on, gender confusion that came in through Barbie. All the way out now in Jesus' name. I lose a um, quiet, I lose a meek spirit into the women. A tranquil, peaceful spirit to be restored. I call the spirit of sleeping beauty out of them. And I just lose a spirit of wanting to connect with God and wanting to be fulfilled and satisfied by God. And I lose um, a deeper connection with God and a desire for him to make you beautiful. So um, all disillusionment, all unreality, all delusions come out in Jesus' name. All fantasy, all marine spirits move in Jesus' name. Filled with empty devices and deposits, witchcraft designs, zombie sex come out. Come on. Having sex with m multiple men and not feeling anything come out in Jesus' name. All spirits of emptiness, spaciness. Come on. I can't go anywhere without my lipstick or accessories. Come out in Jesus' name. Feeling whole because I have my makeup on. That's all I have to do. It's my job in life. Come out. Every single Barbie shell that was put over you, I break it and I break off the bindings of Barbie around you in Jesus' name. And I call your soul back. I lose angels to go and get people's personality, soul, spirit back from Barbie in Jesus Christ's name. Father, and I pray for every single thing. I lose healing to their to the eating disorders. I lose healing to their body image. Um, I lose healing to their relationships and to their self, Father, that you would reconnect them, all the fragmented parts, and you restore them and make them whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, that was powerful. I really want to thank you, Carolyn, for coming on. I've also linked some other shows we've done. Would you like to give out any information, Carolyn, information where folks can get in touch with you? 
Um, you know what? I have a business they can contact me with. It's called Caroline at KnowYourThreeWords.com. So can you spell that out? Sure. Caroline, it's Caroline, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E, at know, K-N-O-W, your, Y-O-U-R, three, that's the number three, words, Excellent. Well, Carolyn, thank you for your time today on this. I believe very, very incredible teaching along with the deliverance. Thank you for your time. Thanks, Sheila.